already hate this episode. I, know, I, don't, I already hate I don't know what your problem uh, is. Because I know what's happening right after it. <laughs> yes. All train compartments smell vaguely of shit. So, in other words, you're you're just looking past this episode entirely. It's like fucking Christmas Eve, and I'm seven, <laughs> and I'm like, "What do you mean I have to look at old guy in a phone booth <laughs> till I get to my presents?" <laughs> you assholes. That's like going to church. To my parents, it's by the, the way. Going to church. You assholes. Watching this minute for you is like going to church on Christmas Eve. Well, I'm telling you what it's like if you just listen. I heard you. <laughs> But I was trying to make an analogy. It's not like church to me. Oh, okay. It's like having to get through that night. Just the night. That boring ass night. Yeah. Where you weren't allowed to open all that cool shit. No, you're not. You know? That Atari is sitting there wrapped. (laughs) Oh, my God. And you can't get to it. But it wasn't just Ataris. Bicycles and sneakers and, Mm. you know? Yeah. So you didn't open anything on Christmas Eve? We we were allowed to open our stockings on Christmas Eve. Okay. Well, there's something. I mean, it's something. Yeah, it was something. Something. Yeah. I mean, and lemon's something. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Lemon in a phone booth is something. Gruntle yourself up (laughs) and look at him. I can't. (laughs) It's over for him. Pull yourself up by the gruntle straps. (laughs) Would you? It's eyes. Saw those used in a movie once. Um, but uh, he is. I mean, this is just this is the the icing on the cake of sadness, despair. Yeah, for him, is, right? Yeah, this is it. Well, I mean, he's still trying. At least we can say that about him, right? He has not given up. He's got a lot he's of fight still in him. Still trying. That by old, the way, that old coot. Allow me to say, yeah, that this is the Glengarry Glen Ross minute you're listening to. Welcome in, everyone. Yeah, and we're up to minute number thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Which Matt, I mean, he just wants to skip it entirely, but you know. It, we're doing it yeah. anyway. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. It's a guy in a phone booth. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> no, Next minute, please. No, no. We're, we're, no, we're staying. We're, we're doing we're it. We're staying. We're doing this. All right, guys. We're settling in. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to do the heavy lifting. Okay, good. when and there's something you don't even want to move, fantastic. it's hard to lift it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is for me, like opening the pajamas on Christmas Eve. You get a brand new pair of pajamas, beautiful. So that's how your family you put did them it. on. Yeah, we, we would it's open. weird we're talking about this now. But I know, but I came back to it. <laughs> yeah, because, let's do it. Let's you know, do it. We'd it's open PJs. Like, it was like. Yes, my mom would let us. they gave you what you were going to open. Yeah, exactly. You didn't get to pick one thing. Usually, no, no. My, my parents would choose, like, let's let them let's open this Let's one. let you know, them whatever. have this yes, one. Yeah. Right. And my grandmother and would like bring thermals. over. Yeah, it would be like, we, we'd usually get like a new pair of pajamas every Christmas mm-hmm. to wear on Footies, Christmas. no for footies. The, for the pictures. For the pictures, of course. Uh, uh, both. Man, so I hate, much, I hate so this much. culture so much. <laughs> I know. We did the same thing. We got like new shit to put on for pictures. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you trying to present to the world? I see the fallacy in the life that you're living. You want to project this one thing, but you're really doing another. You are just... We live here. Let's let people see that. Huh? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. It's We have to appear as though we live in a showroom. Yes. Uh, and and, our, and the picture is going to go into a catalog. So do you think today... Suck a dick. <laughs> do you think today people are more honest with their pictures and things than they were back then? No. We I kids? still get Christmas cards from friends. And if you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> They, with their little they, little presentations, they're all in the same goddamn outfit or some yes, bullshit. Yes, Christmas sweaters or something. I put it on the fridge for a day and a half, and it makes me so angry, I wind up throwing it out. <laughs> Stop sending them. You're wasting photo paper, <laughs> you self-obsessed assholes. <laughs> yeah. Right, are we done with this minute yet? <laughs> and it, it doesn't just go there. I mean, there's. It's, but I, I get annoyed with the back-to-school pictures, which have started oh, now this year. Bad. You see them online. Right. And you're on Facebook. I'm yeah, sure there's a lot Yeah, you see them on Facebook. On there's Facebook, tons of them. Yeah. They happen all the time. 
And uh, to the point where my wife and I have done satirical back to school pictures every year for the past like seven years. Oh, see, that's very we, funny. Yeah, we. I, you've never seen them. I've never seen. Oh, those. I have to show no. them to you. But we we each dress up in a, in some outfit that we <laughs> that we derive from our closet. And we dress up in back to quote unquote back to, uh, some sort of character uh-huh. going back to school. And we sure. take pictures in front of our house of us like waiting for the bus. <laughs> waiting for the bus, yeah, yeah, or whatever sure. it is. So we do. And why did we do that? The back to school pictures. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know, I don't know. Nowadays, what kids what they do too is they do a last day of school picture. So the mom gives the kid a, like a chalkboard or a piece of paper that says, you know, third grade, first day of school, and they take the picture, and then they take one on the last day of school. That's probably day. nice to see. So when you can you're, see how much they've 15. grown. Yeah, you can yeah, see. Yeah, it's what's well, yeah. amazing how much they grow up in a year. Sure, it's really crazy. And you don't notice it day to day. No, you don't. Yeah. But it's really that that I think is kind of cool. All right, if I was going to give something up to somebody. I you're think fine cool. then. All right. Continue on. Let him off the hook. Taking pictures. All right. Well, back to the sad man in the phone booth. (laughs) Should we take a look at this thing? I guess we should, right? Yeah, let's watch it. Boy, I want to hear some slow, mellow jazz, too. Do you think I have any of that in this Oh, yeah. I think you're going to get plenty of that. Let's listen to it. Holy shit. Yeah. It's a minute. You know, yeah, it is exactly. It's a minute. a minute. Yeah, from start to finish. Yep. The, this is a, this is aligning insanely well. It really is. People, <laughs> this is. If if you're not watching it minute by minute, it's the fates talking. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, mean, I think as I, best as you can say. I think at one time James Foley was sitting around <laughs> in the edit suite, and he was like, "You know what? I want to make sure that some of these key moments land." On, on the 30 second mark oh, right so that in the future if someday wanted to, somebody crazy person i think he might have invented the minute by minute format when he was editing this movie he had that kind of foresight that he was saying let's you know let's let's set this thing up so people can do it a minute at a time i'm impressed by it every time every minute i'm like i can't believe this is the start of a new minute that's fully it's happened a million times it's all fully. well maybe like 20 out of 30 some minutes quite a few 37 minutes Mm -hmm. 20 or so have been like you know a bunch of them have just been like blake still fucking him in the well yeah well that right so but they really the breakdown is insane it is you you close slam the door on shelly at the at the spanel house which by the the way was a three minute arc yeah with a beginning a middle and an end all about the same length boom two three yeah and now here and the last one too let's take the fucking glengarry leads it ends perfectly. It's really an expertly made film. Two minutes ago, we had one that started perfectly when it was Roma Man, Roma Man, he don't care. He don't care. That's all Foley. Every bit. 100%. 100%. I mean, I, I, I'm good. I'm, I love it. The, he's the godfather of the minute by minute podcast. <laughs> he invented it in 19. Well, no. I mean, credit where it's due. It, what? Those Star Wars guys did it first, didn't they? <laughs> what? <laughs> but, but James Foley. This is. You're saying he he sort of pre-imagined the podcast genre. He pre-visioned it. Pre-visioned. <laughs> What's wrong with pre-imagined? Wait, well, that's Why a, you got to take me to task for pre-imagined? You said pre-vision, like, like no, you're correcting me? No, pre-visioned is a line from a movie. Like you know better than me? No, I pre-visioned it as a line from a movie. What movie? Uh, do you want to guess? You want to play guessing game? I mean, if I, anybody knows, I, The last one in. was so unsatisfying. Oh, well, this one is a Coen Brothers movie. Oh, okay. And I'll I'll do I'll do the way oh I prevision I prevision wait bit. that may that's totally ringing a bell yeah yeah it's got to be your brother so, no it's somebody sitting in the back of a taxi cab raising Arizona no she's sitting Damn in the back of a taxi cab on her way to the bus station 
complaining about getting the cancer. See, this is why it's so unsatisfying. <laughs> it's a No Country for Old Men. Oh, okay. I should have known. I As you watch it, it, you watch it on a loop. I do. I watch that what frequently. What is with that? I like dark, like really depressing movies. You know what I mean? Like The Verdict and that. You know, I watch them all the time. A Serious Man, I watch heavily. I just it's, previsioned my own murder. <laughs> you know what it is, I think. What? I think those movies are like a depressant. Like you use alcohol as a depressant. I use dark, depressing movies to to take the edge off. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I sit there and I'm all drunk on No Country for Old Men. Or I'm all drunk. <laughs> I think like, what it does to you psychologically might be different from what I get out of alcohol. <laughs> Because I feel like you're you can urinate premeditating. <laughs> you can urinate the alcohol out of your system. It, it comes and goes, baby. And then, but they me, say you don't buy it. <laughs> you rent it. <laughs> but with me, the movies stay in there. I can't just urinate them away. No, you can't. They're in there, and you you have so much banging around up there <laughs> that you just keep putting in the same sadness to sort of yeah quell the storm. It's, it's, it's staggering. It's fascinating. <laughs> I'm a little concerned for my life and yours, frankly. Well, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see who goes first. Well. <laughs> All right, Mr. Nyborg. Yeah. Shelly's in that phone booth. It's pouring rain. Jesus, buddy. In the background, we can see his car. The rain budget, first of all. Uh, you talked about it episodes yeah. ago, and every minute. Boy, it's been teeming. We had a big storm last year. It rains all of Act One. Mm-hmm. I mean, the That's entirety right. of it. It's all. Yeah. It's a rainy night in Chicago. And even when we're inside, sometimes they're making it rain outside. Teeming, teeming down on the window. Yeah, exactly. Torrentially. Yeah. Like Someone, it was on the phone booth. Obscuring Shelly, right? Right. Giving us a barrier between Shelly. Some lemon wetter is out there with a hose <laughs> wetting the phone booth. <laughs> lemon wins. <laughs> Lemons in phone he's, booth. He's in there going, oh, you can't get me now. I am so you dry. lemon wetters. <laughs> Try to wet me now. Oh, I love it. This phone booth is completely, <laughs> it's completely sealed. I could float down the Potomac whoa, in here. Whoa, What? You ever see that stuff you spray on a, on a screen door? Yeah. And then it floats, <laughs> floats like yeah. it's pretty. It's, he could use a can of that in the phone booth, That baby. guy. <laughs> how much do you love that guy who sprays that stuff? That guy's pretty I'm trying funny. to think what that's called, what the stuff is called. It's called um, everybody Miracle knows. in a Can or whatever it's called. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I cut this uh, boot in half <laughs> and now I'm going to put it together and float down the Potomac. <laughs> Thanks to my can of stuff. <laughs> that stuff is pretty amazing. It would never do that. Have you ever, that, ever used it? You're a handy I mean, guy. Have you ever used that kind of thing? No. No. Spray. It's spray something. Spray. No. Every uh, one of those things has like a real, what I call a real world equivalent. Yes. <laughs> that is the right the thing you want to use in, right. in that yeah. case. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you can't fix it, fix it. There is a, there's better things than the TV stuff. Sure. But that, that gimmicky stuff is fun to me. I love oh, it. Man. I, I love like the cap end in a Target that's like as seen on <laughs> yeah, TV stuff. Yeah. I love all that stuff. I do. And I love the things like that they sit around thinking of the marketing gimmicks to show how great the stuff is. Like sawing the boat in half or having the boat made with the screen door on the bottom and they spray the screen door with the stuff. You know, it's, it's so brilliant. funny. And it's like, okay, we've got that thing's only going to float for 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Let's get or, this shot in quick. Like, no, it's like, all right, bring in the other boat. <laughs> you know? So it's like, yeah. come on. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could remember what that shit is called because it's got a hilarious It doesn't name. matter. It doesn't? No. <laughs> no. 
All right. Yeah, let's skate on. Let's float on past that. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, a, so Shelly's in the on phone a boat booth. with a screen door bottom. <laughs> so we're gonna float. Booth. He is talking to Mister Nyborg. Water a plenty this time, not Mrs. but Mister. This he's, finally he's gotten. No wait, he's ta- he talked to Mrs. Nyborg earlier, right? And now he's got Mister. Now he's Mister Nyborg, but Mrs. Nyborg is gone. It's right. He's, he keeps striking out. On, uh, he can't get a full hand. When of, are you two in the same house at the same goddamn time? <laughs> And it's pretty late. Like if we're it following is. the timeline, yeah. it's got to be nine, maybe now. I think later. Eight thirty nine. Late, later late, than nine. I feel, it feels so. Later. Where the fuck is right. Mrs. Nyborg? Exactly. What is Harriet nine. doing <laughs> at nine o'clock on a Tuesday night? Where is she out, Gallup? What is she a bingo? Well, come on. What? I mean, I don't know what they call it these days. <laughs> they might call it bingo where you come from. I know what Mrs. Nyborg is doing. What? Stepping out on Mr. Nyborg. Oh, yeah. I mean, this late at night in the pouring rain. Do you think he knows? I think he knows. Yeah. Does yeah. he have a little side piece? Too? I think he's not going to buy land as a result of it. I think he's bummed out. Oh my god. Yeah. See what I just did there. <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah. I thought they had a solid marriage. No. What? The They're Nyborgs? never home together. <laughs> Come on. It's like they don't even speak to each other anymore. Right. Oh my God, that's so sad. Yeah, well... First they're deluded. It happens, right? I mean, the, it happens. The only joy they have in their life left is talking to salesmen. And why? Because they're not talking to each other. Wow. I mean, that's what it is. I think I think they should come here <laughs> and sit down on Wait. this couch with us. Wait. We could solve this marriage. You're, you're blurring reality. We can fix again. this no, marriage. Having... We can save... Nope. Harriet, Bruce, if you're listening, nope. we can save your marriage. <laughs> I think we already did. Come here. We got nothing but hugs for you. There's no judgment. Who? What does Harriet and blah blah Nyborg look like? Like who would you cast as Harriet and blah blah Nyborg? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's it's a great good. question. Pretty good, right? Uh, I see them as being a little older, like you know, uh, Shelley's age or older. I oh, would say. Really? Yeah. How okay. Because I think if you if you're that deluded that you like talking to salesmen, it makes me think that back in the you were you were still alive. Back in the day when salesmen like came door to door and sold uh-huh. you a vacuum cleaner or whatever, <laughs> the milkman came to the door and you like knew these guys, you know what I mean? Like they would come in and it was all friendly and cordial and they would do a cool demonstration and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So to me, that makes me think that they're older, that they were alive and, and old enough in the 50s to have been through, you know, they might have bought a, a vacuum cleaner from a salesman that came door to door. They loved it. And so mm-hmm. therefore... Mm-hmm. It was a positive experience, and now they still enjoy talking to salesmen. Low these many years later. Low these many years. So I'm looking like Betty White as wow. Mrs. Nyborg. Wow. Okay. I mean, they can be anybody you want them to be. They, well, who do you got? Well, well, uh, well, huh? well. Maybe uh, Ryan Gosling, uh, Jennifer as, Lawrence, as, as Bruce and Harry, a young Nyborg. successful couple, <laughs> and and hot. They're too, on by the, the go. Way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't mind saying. <laughs> Gosling, by the way, speaking of hot, yeah. hubba hubba, uh-huh. in the Fallout movie. I know you were telling this me about that. It's going to be that. very exciting. Yeah, I know. You and I both love Fallout 4. Oh, my God. I also loved Fallout 3 so and good. Fallout New Vegas. Well, I never played either of those. Yeah, it's, they were good. But 4 has really turned me around on the franchise. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it is great. Pretty great. Um, so, yeah, the Fallout movie, That's the, hopefully it'll be good. Like most video game movies are shit. Well, the, hopefully this one will be And okay. like most video game movies, the trailer is delightful <laughs> well yeah that's the only way they get you into the theater. i know but it looks great okay you should, I, you should really check it i out. loved the trailer for the assassin's creed movie too and it had fastbender and i was like oh yeah. i'm in and, and it, then boy it, what a what i a did disappointment. not watch it thankfully no but, don't 
Yeah, no, do I, not. I no. I once the once terrible word of mouth came out about how terrible it was. I was like, no, I'm out from I'm my done. mouth. Yeah, from you, In from everybody. I mean, everybody. It was terrible. It was, I, we shouldn't even talk about it. I mean, I don't know how to. It, it kills me when they make, like, for example, a, a movie or a video game where it's like, okay. This video game is going to be Sherlock Holmes uh-huh. in the future, yeah, fighting zombie werewolves, zombie vampire werewolves, right? With with the most awesome weapons you can possibly imagine, sure. And it's boring. Like, how do they do that? <laughs> how can you possibly ruin a video game like that? But no they do. vision, no vision, or too much vision. That's what I can't figure Ooh, out. Too much vision. Like there's a there was a video game. Sorry about that. Sorry. There was a video game called The Order 1882 or some bullshit like that. Okay. On the PlayStation. Right? All right. And it's 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 like the Knights of the Round Table. Okay. In some sort of weird uh, dystopian future um, steampunk world. Okay. With these awesome like ray guns fighting werewolves, and it was the most boring game I've ever played. Yeah. It was so stupid and horrible. Yeah. It's like how can you how I, look L- like anything? There's good and bad. I guess you know. And I, is it greed? Is it like the the guys at the table who were like, oh well, yeah, the story, yeah. story is, <laughs> story is too much. It's too much story. Cut ninety percent of the story. I, I think you know. I think it's the wild west out there right now, and I think people are throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. And I, and it, and and in some ways, you know, video games are telling the stories that movies are wanting to tell. Yeah, and, that they can't tell. Yeah, and and I'm I'm getting a lot of my story. Uh, lust taken care of with video games. There you go. And like Assassin's Creed has a great story. Great I mean, story. You've played some of those games, sure, right? I yeah. have, yeah. Really cool mythical, you know, storyline behind it and the, the whole aesthetics of the oh, world yeah. is really it's cool. Yeah. It's a you great can really idea. lose yourself in it. In brilliant that story. Yeah, yeah, brilliant ideas. Yeah. But then they make a shit movie of well, it. Well, <laughs> sure. But sometimes it goes the other way. And, you know, it's all it's all changing. The landscape is changing so drastically. And I guess my, my question would be like, once you screw it up, is that it? Like, can someone else who's actually a good filmmaker One and make done? a good That's all Assassin's get. Creed movie? Because, like, <laughs> I feel like there there could be a really good Assassin's Creed movie. I think you're living in the age of somebody rebooting that in a day and a half. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> That's like, true. It, there has never been a better time for what you're asking for, which is yeah. somebody else to step up and take a shot at it. But on the other and hand... somebody probably will. Maybe. But on the other hand, are the movies already a good Assassin's Creed movie. Well, you know what I mean? Like, they already made five or six good Assassin's Creed movies just that they were video games. That's the point to me. It's like people not getting the same experience from the book and being disappointed in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a different thing. Right. You're never going to feel like you did playing this game over the two months that you spent playing it right. in the two hours that this movie will take. You're never you, going to feel the same. You really are more invested, I think, in a video game because like, you're controlling the protagonist of right. the world. Exactly. You know? or, or thereby you are one. Yeah. You are the protagonist of the world. And I think that happens in movies, Not too. Not always easy to do in movies. Though. Yeah, you but I, th- I think subconsciously we always do this in movies where you know you, you place yourself into the protagonist. You relate to somebody exactly. in the movie. It may not be the protagonist, mostly. but usually it's like you, you in, immediately just subconsciously put yourself in the role of that person and you're you're sort of living out their life and you're feeling that's empathy right we're feeling their emotions for them and all that kind of stuff what would i do you You do empathy that's no i mean what would i do that's the question we all ask ourselves that's what would i do yeah yeah given that set of circumstances exactly what would i do exactly yeah yeah Yeah. and um, so we're all storytellers we're all we're all actors we're all performers yeah it it talks about the you know the our there's this need inside of all of us for stories and to yeah. like live a live a life for apart mythologies. from mythology, yeah, for mythology, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, we need it. We do. We need it. 
And then Shelly says... <laughs> yes. No, Sorry, right? that was my no, segue. No, it was good. It was good. <laughs> Speaking of... And yeah. you know, Shelly is mythological in a way. He's a tragic character. Yeah, you know, like for a sure. classic sort of tragic for character. For sure. But, yeah. a, but like a fallen hero that, you uh-huh. know, that yeah, runs through, true. you yeah. know, and always telling tales of days of old yeah, and never getting to relive the old days. And yeah, yeah. He's a little bit of like the Capitano from the from the old like, you know, Commedia thing. <laughs> That's right. Like You're right. Telling tales of his bravery That's and all right. that stuff that he used yeah. to do and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Although I would think I would put Moss more in the in that role in this one. He's more the Capitano to yeah, me. Yeah, I'll but buy anyway. that. I'll buy that. Um, but yeah, and, and Shelly is sort of a classic. What are you, the Capitano? <laughs> huh? And who are you? Who are you, Shelly? The Capitano? Mr. Mr. Capitano? <laughs> Friend of the working man? <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines in cinema history. Friend of the working Friend man? Friend of the working <laughs> man. Huh? Who are you? Huh? Bishop Sheen? Huh? You, Ricky? <laughs> God damn it. I love it so much. And Shelly has like sort of the, the classical, almost classical tragic flaw, which I know... Mamet would sit here if he was here with us he'd say there is no such thing as the tragic flaw right fuck you doesn't exist <laughs> but in this it's Shelley's. I don't know would he say that are you basing that on I, think I don't know would. if he would say that okay I'll, yeah, I'll I go with I you don't on think that. he buys the idea of, a, of, of a, some character just ha- like that Hamlet just has a tragic flaw but huh. he doesn't do stuff right he thinks about it too much and doesn't do and right. that's why he has this great downfall All I right. think he would agree that that's oversimplifying the, the character what, so what's Shelley's as you see it as Mamet would not agree. You've got a big mouth. <laughs> that's his tragic flaw. See, he that talks seems too much. Right on the money to me. Because he 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 does it over and over. Like he mostly with Williamson. He does it in the first scene with Williamson. Well, where he's berating, trying to get leads from him, but he does it by berating yam, him. Yam, 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 exactly yam. about how great he used to be yeah, and all this kind of sure, stuff. Yeah. And then at the end, he blows it. You know, by having a big mouth and and saying well in that walking, moment walking right into in it in particular yeah. Yeah. yeah he just lets out a little too much exactly but boy is he feeling his oats that day <laughs> you know yes. i mean who you can hardly blame him and that's for what makes running this, off at the mouth a little bit that's what makes it such a great tragedy <laughs> is at at his highest point right when he is almost as happiest that's right he screws himself over that's right and winds up as low just before ricky's about to help him i'm saying <laughs> What I say. What I say. <laughs> and also, fuck you. Thank you. What I say, fuck you. <laughs> so Mr. Nyborg is on the phone. Lay it on me. And Shelley says, yes, that's right. I was speaking to your wife earlier. That's right. And he wants to award him his prize. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> oh, my God. It's the whole thing now. Oh, about so, awarding so you sad. your prize. It's so sad. It is sad. Like, Mr. Nyborg, even though I guess he may be interested in talking to a salesman, still has to be you know, talked up about awarding him a prize. And That's is, the shot. He's just going in with the prize to get right. him on the hook, yeah. right? Yeah. And this is different from what he did with Larry Spanel. He didn't really offer a prize. He offered a rebate. Well, rebate. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not really like a prize. One man's rebate is another, another man's, man's prize. prize. Yeah. I guess that's true. I think so. Maybe, you know, he sizes him up. This guy would rather hear the word prize. This guy rebate is where he's at. Right. Or it could be from where the lead was generated. True. Like for example, also that. In this minute, he does say that Mr. Nyborg requested information right, <laughs> about the information you requested yeah. on consolidated properties <laughs> which is like okay it's another made up another you know how many it's of like these... a subsidiary of a subsidiary 
how many of these made up names of stuff do they have? I yeah. mean, there's so many. Yeah, of them. yeah yes. All the all the property names are all kind of made up. There's premier properties, consolidated properties. I mean, it's just like Rio Rancho. Rio it's Rancho. Just, you know, it goes on and on. It, it does go on and on. And you, I don't know what else you have, but. The whole thing of it is it's a facade. Call it a thing. Yell for your secretary in a phone booth yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a highway at night. Right. Like it, we, everybody knows you're calling from the outside, man. <laughs> Don't yell for Grace like she's I, in the. I can hear the rain on the <laughs> phone booth. <laughs> yeah, if that's Larry Spennell, he's like, "Excuse me, sir. Are you calling me from the highway?" <laughs> I can totally hear the rain hitting the booth window. I just heard a car drive by. <laughs> You're not in your office. There's no grace there, <laughs> sir. I Thank just, you, no. Someone just honked at you. What, <laughs> That's what I'm what saying. What is going on? It seemed a little out Where of place, are you? but also very desperate and sad and, and heartbreaking. He's got to do what he's got to do. He's got to do it. This is it. This is and what is He's lead. telling Grace to, to like give him 10 grand in cash. Like Damn. He's like, like, boy, look at me. I am... 10 grand tonight. The negotiable I'm papers. I'm mogling right into your front door if you'd like me to. Put, put it with the negotiable papers. <laughs> negotiable bonds. Papers. Right? Negotiable papers. papers. <laughs> Which is like, what is that? The negotiable papers? <laughs> What is that? I love it. It sounds really good. Yeah. But I don't think... Papers I mean, that you have to negotiate I, I've with. Been, I've done a lot of transactions in my life and no one has ever... Never got presented with negotiable papers. <laughs> I've never been presented no. with negotiable papers. I can't papers. say I have either. I no. print, the, the papers aren't really what we're negotiating about <laughs> no. usually. It's something else. I don't know. I don't know what the negotiable papers are. But if you're, if you're Harriet or in Blah Blah Nyborg, you they might hear know. it and go like, yeah, he needs all that stuff. That sounds Sounds important. really official. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And then he also wants to be put on the telex hookup <laughs> to somewhere. Which is a, I don't know what that technology is either, the telex. I don't That's a type it, you, oh. I type it here, you get it there. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. was the old, like it was it, a military was, military kind it, of thing, right? But it was a game changer, like for a br- very brief time in America, the telex was a Before really big deal. Before the fax machine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But the but was it not a military like probably uh, originally, they like say it all starts thing? that way yeah right? yeah it sounds like it would be that you could dispatch orders I mean wouldn't that, that way be great right like that, no you know? no worry about no spies intercepting that shit this table here comes out there yeah that's it. boom that'd be sweet that would be sweet. <laughs> too bad we don't have anything like that today <laughs> Jesus <laughs> but but all we have to worry about is the spy intercept though that's i mean that's there bring me the telex motherfucker yeah. let me get a telex that, they probably can't take that shit i think it's secure yeah exactly yeah. yeah it's encrypted you can't get my telex shit i type the letter w here <laughs> in between here and there where it comes out w it's like all mixed up and jumbled up so the, t- the spies can't get it right thank you dr encryption <laughs> just thought i'd lay that out that's good for you yeah um, so he wants to swing by tonight, but then Mr. Nyborg says, well, are you on a mission to think of the most boring things to say, or does it just come out? Oh, no, it just comes out. Just I don't have to think about it. It's, it's just a knee jerk. boy. So he, he says, Attaboy. I want to swing by tonight. Yeah. Mr. Nyborg has to check with Mrs. Nyborg. And he says, of course you check with your wife. And then he does the whole grace, blah, blah, blah thing. Right. <laughs> and then of course the line, the great ending line of the scene. Well, when do you think Mrs. Nyborg might be back? Oh, and in that exhale is just, it's given up. It, and, and he laughs a little. He gives a little bit of a laugh, like a little bit of a like. like I can't even believe I can't it. fucking believe. <laughs> right? He does. I'm waiting for Harriet to get back from her, <laughs> you know, affair or whatever, to, to go over there and sell them land. I have to wait 
until she's been satisfied. <laughs> Before I can be satisfied. I can't believe this. A little chuckle. And then he says, well, when do you think Mrs. Nyborg might be back? Might be back. And, and that's a, it. Boom. That's it. And cut. And in the background of that scene, boom. you can clearly see. Handsome. <laughs> Sorry. In the background of that scene, you can clearly see the Empire State Building and the Chrysler Building. You can, yes. Very clearly. Yes. So he's in Queens or he's in Brooklyn or but somewhere. But we know that he, we shot it here, but I'm saying it's not supposed to be. <laughs> I know that's what you're saying. That's I'm going to Wisconsin. You, what you always say. Nobody in New York says that, ever. <laughs> not a one time has anyone ever said that. And if they yeah. really wanted it to be New York, they would have changed that line. In fact, there are no flights. <laughs> From Newark, JFK, or LaGuardia to Wisconsin. No. You can't get there from here. That's true. No, you can't. That's true. No. Forget it. There's, there are snipers waiting in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> if there's a landing. You have to get smuggled. <laughs> Escape from New York style in like the back of a truck, or the back of a dairy truck to Wisconsin. If you want to get out of New York, you go to right. Wisconsin. That's absolutely right. It's like hiding in there with the cheese. That's the only way you're getting back to Wisconsin. Just ensconced in cheese <laughs> on your way to Wisconsin. Wearing a cheese suit and hoping that no no rats got in the back of the truck with you. Yikes. So I have a, I have, boy. I have a little game I want to play. Oh, boy. Yeah, this uh, is here it. Here we go. Here we go. So you remember two weeks ago we did a thing where we cast the Muppets. Yeah, ask in, a guy to bring something. In the Glengarry Glen Ross. Ask a guy to step up to the plate. Right? He just reworks your idea. In a shitty way. We had the Muppets, <laughs> and we cast them in the thing. And it was really fun. And we had a great time doing it. So I thought to myself, hey, self, <laughs> you know it'd be really fun? You're unstoppable. We'd be to cast other like groups of characters or, or people from other things. And if we're casting anyway, might as well cast this and put them in Glengarry Glen Ross and see what happens. And I think it's going to be really fun. <sighs> so this week... I, ha- I have real mixed feelings about your I idea. You I want you to know that. And so I this want week, you to know going in. <laughs> Everybody who all's like, I wish Matt was nicer to Bill. <laughs> you can turn it off, fast forward, whatever you need to do, because I don't think this is going to be pretty. No, it's going to be great. So this week, we're casting the cast of Fat Albert. Who would they play? <sighs> Seven seconds of fun, then we're casting someone. You don't, come on. What? There's one super huge roofied red flag out there. What? We, I don't... This is uncomfortable. This is an uncomfortable area. Why? What's wrong area. with that? Come on. What, what's wrong with what? With fat, have, putting the cast of Fat Albert in Glengarry Glen Ross. Why are you making that face? Because the, the cause is a rapist. Oh, this hadn't occurred to you <laughs> when you bring Fat Albert to the table? He... he okay. <laughs> that aside... Fat Albert. Wait, wait, wait. Say what it is you're putting aside, please. I just want this to be clear. I want this part to be clear. Sexual abuse. Put that aside, everyone. But I grew up on Fat Albert. You did too. I did, which is why this hurts. So do we, so, but but here's a good question. Okay. Do we flush away the good that someone did? It is a good question. You know, in the world. Maybe not every time. they did something bad. But this time <laughs> i mean I'm, i believe me i want the cause to get everything he's got coming to him he absolutely should but you can't you can't deny that fat albert is a thing and it exists and it i think it was something that was really good for a lot of kids uh. growing up and i want to i want to put these characters because i think they fit very well into glengarry glen ross do you know do you know the cause had the fat albert writer's room write his 
master's thesis for him? No, I didn't know that. Did you know that? No. All right, let's progress with this idea, Bill. <laughs> this seems fun. <laughs> I'm glad that you're on board. <laughs> I will get this. on board. Under okay. protest. <laughs> okay. Officially under protest. Because you are my partner. Because you are the man that is my partner. You go with me. I will go with you. Or you're shit. Or I'm shit. Right. So yeah. I have no choice. Excellent. You leave me no choice. Perfect. Yes. So, but to, to, to your point, we will not cast Bill of the characters. Bill, who the one who represents Bill Cosby. <laughs> right. We won't cast him. He's, imagine he's in prison. <laughs> and so he can't be in the, sh- in, the, in, the, in the movie with us, okay? Let's go with that. Can I imagine Does things that... being done to him in prison? Yeah, well, of course they're being done to him. I like your game already, pal. Right? Yes. They're being done to him like crazy. Good. Good. Okay. He's so, not going to prison, no, unfortunately. Well. It doesn't seem that way. No. We'll see what happens. Criminal rapist asshole. Anyway, so first, uh, uh, you, you, I'll go first. And Bill Cosby came mind. to my door while I... <laughs> the time is now. <laughs> So I would say... Uh, you have to go first, because okay. you're running the show here, baby. Now, the Fat Albert is like the central character in the thing. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, exactly. Hey, 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 So I... Hey, 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 who would I play? So I'm putting Fat Albert... You're like... <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't know. You seem pitched up a little bit. I love this. I yeah. think this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> so I would like to cast Fat Albert as Shelley Levine, because he's he's the like morally upright member of the, te- of the whole Seem, gang. Seems obvious. You well, know, is he... It, he is. He's I mean, not. he can be swayed, just like Shelley. He's a good guy, uh-huh. but in the right, in the wrong circumstances, he can be swayed <laughs> to do something that's probably morally ambiguous, if you will. So I, I think he fits Shelley. Like okay. you know, I can see somebody convincing him. Okay. To do something bad, and I think it happened on the show a few times where he was like, oh, "I don't think I should do this," but then he did it anyway, and you know, he learned a lesson from it, like they this did every week. One of the worst Fat Alberts I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, yeah, he, he learned his moral lesson every week. Right? Exactly, that he was somebody the, yeah. did. Maybe yes. not him, but he he he. But he was always was, the crux of of the issue. Well, oftentimes he was dishing out the moral lesson. He would give the advice. to one of his friends, you know, because you're like, don't you, know, do you see what you did, Rudy? You treated him badly, and blah blah blah. And right. That's why you shouldn't do that. Right. You know, or whatever. Yeah. So he was sort of the moral compass of the group. I got you. So that's why I would cast Fat Albert as Shelley. I think that's a solid casting choice, cool. Bill. All right. Now, you, you got one, or do you want me to go no, I, Could you please press on? I know you cool. have a few more. I do. So for, and I think they're pretty obvious. For Roma. <laughs> to one uh, person in America. For Roma, <laughs> it's easy. It's Rudy. Remember, Rudy was like the cool guy, and he had that awesome walk where he would like, <laughs> he had the swag. He did. Yeah, he had the he groove. Had that, yeah, he had that yeah. swag, wore that hat. You Rudy. Know, and he's just uh-huh. like, yeah. And he was kind of mean, you Rudy. know. He was like the me- of featured the group. prominently in in Bill's standup. Also, oh, is that right? The he Rudy did a lot of character, Rudy? Yeah. yeah, sure. He uh, he would do a lot of uh, mean things, Rudy. He was like the one who was the first one to like go off the rails whenever right. something morally ambiguous came up That's that they true. were dangerous, that they were going to do something unwise. Right. right, he'd be like, "Go for it, let's do it." Yeah. <laughs> so he's my role. Every group has that guy, and he would tell these jokes about the other ones where he'd say, you know. Hey, Russell, you're like a leaky faucet. Why am I like a leaky faucet? Why am I like a leaky faucet? Because you're such a drip. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all like school in summertime. Why am I like school in summertime? No class. (laughs) That's exactly right. That's exactly. That's absolutely right. See, I know. I know my Cosby. That's Rudy. Uh, and then Russell, who we're doing now, right? So that was like Bill Cosby, who's in jail. His right. little brother, who didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> That's Let's right. Just, just put that out there. He hasn't done anything wrong. I don't blame Russell. No, good. <laughs> and Russell was like the little, he was like the baby of the group. 
He was like the littlest one. Yeah. He was always trying to keep up with uh-huh. them and stuff like that. Who's that? Well, that would make that George Aaron. George Aaron trying to keep up. Yeah. Sure. You like school on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> and he was very, uh, he always knew right from wrong. Like he, there was really no, because he was a little kid, he hadn't been like. Uh, That's right. He color you know, he hadn't been he hadn't been you know what's the word I'm looking for come on help me out nope <laughs> yeah. no it's way too he much didn't have fun. as many vices as the other kids because he was younger and he was still pure of heart that's right so he 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 could more easily see right from wrong like George yes more black and white to him yeah yeah so I think it's I love it perfect I love it all right good and then for for Moss. Wibbish wubbum tabbish libbish dibbish. That's mush mouth. Mubbish mabbish. I was gonna I was gonna put him as Blake. <laughs> the impulse is to be I was gonna put him as Blake. Always be baby clobazing. Put my dad to call my beef down. That's where I was gonna put him because he could I, just walk. He could just take the talk for like eight minutes straight, and then horrifying. we don't have to. And then we don't have to hear from him anymore. Eight minutes of mush mouth, and then we're good to go. If I ever insinuated, you know what's good, I take it back. <laughs> if that's ever come out, if I've ever been like nice job or yeah, good idea. Well, I don't think you have. No. <laughs> So now is the time. All right. So you are you, are you cool with that, Blake Mushmouth? No, no, you don't. That's like my it? least favorite one. Oh, all right. Why do you want Mushmouth then? Link. <laughs> and he doesn't get to talk very much though. And that's the whole point of having Mushmouth. I mean, what's the point? No, of mushmouth? I think like the show, they used him sparingly because it's hard to listen to. <laughs> you don't want a lot of talking like that. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to keep that trim. Okay. Tidy. All right. All right. Link. So he's Link. Mushmouth yeah. is Link. The power to what? Wait, who's oh, Roma? The power to what? <laughs> to negotiate what? See, this is good. Already. It's good. It's not bad. <laughs> All right, it's only going to get better. All right, so as Moss, yeah. this is fairly easy, I think. Dumb Donald. Yeah. Because Dumb Donald's always complaining about some shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got that hat pulled over his face for some reason. Yeah. Which I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Just well, Bill, it's out. right in the name. <laughs> Not a smart man. Dumb Donald. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, seemingly that was an autistic <laughs> child or so some kind of child on the spectrum. And they just called him Dumb Donald. <laughs> that way, Bill. Way to lead the way. Yeah, that's. It's kind of funny how they were allowed back then in our childhood. They were allowed to call the fat kid Fat Albert. Yeah, and they had to call the dumb kid Dumb. Well, Donald. again, this is rapist Bill Cosby's creation. <laughs> so we weren't all calling those kids. And they was allowed to call Weird Harold. Weird Harold. Weird Harold. Yeah, he was probably smelly. <laughs> right, the smelly kid, and they called him weird. Or just poor. He might made just poor didn't have any money. And just, usually just smelly. Poor, yeah, unfortunately. Weird, you know? Yeah. But anyway, Dumb Donald. Dumb Donald. Who, his voice was like, I want Fat Albert on my buck buck team. <laughs> you know, like that, that was kind of a bad Dumb, dumb Donald. No, it's that's good. I, like, I remember him now. Thank yeah, that's kind of how I that. went. So he's kind of like, uh, we, we, take the, we take the fucking where Gary leads. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like robbery. It looks like robbery. <laughs> I'm on board. Okay, I'm cool. on board. I love that. That's pretty good. All right, we, we got a couple more to go through. All right. I don't know if we're going to... We may 
because some of the other characters aren't that <laughs> Are great. We're going to run out of time on this. No, I think the characters because some of the other ones aren't that great. There was Bucky, <laughs> who just was like he just had buck teeth. He just had buck teeth. Nothing really. Do else you remember his voice? About. No, that's the thing. Cos did, did their voices, right? Some of them, yes. A lot of them. Yeah, he did Fat yeah. Albert. He right. did Bill. Right. Uh, I don't know who else he did, but he Mush did Mouth. a few he others. Did yeah, he did. Yeah. Of course, he did. Right. And why so, it's his his dentist character. That's right. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, which is from Bill Cosby himself, which is hilarious. It, it's a great special. It was very funny. As far as specials from rapists go, <laughs> it's one of it's the best. Phenomenal. <laughs> but Bucky, you know, I would just make Bucky um, what Williamson and be done with it. Uh, you almost have to. Yeah. Right. He's kind of nondescript. nondescript. <laughs> yeah, just kind of like, you know, he's fine. He's there. I don't really care about him. Not that much, that is the word for Williamson. Though. And there, yeah, and there he is. Yeah, so, yeah. And then we're stuck with Weird Harold as the only one left, and we could just make him Balin. Uh, we, no, we got to make him Larry Spannell. Oh, okay. We can right? make him Larry Spannell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone can be Balin. And he, well, that's Anybody the thing about Anybody else weird... they drew peripherally on that show. Okay. like You the, know, like the shop owner or whatever the well, F. Well, it was Mudfoot. <laughs> Mudfoot was like the bum oh, uh, Of course He lived in the junkyard You remember that? Like the homeless man I gotta say I do not remember Mudfoot He was on, in some very special episodes of that Mudfoot album. Yeah, Mudfoot <laughs> He could be Balin That's what I'm gonna call hobos from now on Mudfoot You talking about old Mudfoot down there? <laughs> That's pretty good I gotta admit Alright, and Weird Harold is uh, is Larry Spannell Yeah So there you Old go. Weird Larry so that was it I think that was very successful I think, I think it was I think that was a slam dunk Slam dunk You know what seems most like a successful thing? What? Is that right at the end of it you go I think that was really successful <laughs> You know, That is indicative of some of the most successful things we've ever seen Sometimes you have to speak it into reality <laughs> You know God, God spoke the word and Sometimes you earth. have to say it often enough to delude yourself God spoke the world into existence. <laughs> so I'm speaking the Fat Albert segment into success. All right. Well, well done, buddy. That's a great segment you brought. Oh my God, this is supportive Zumbo. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, that's nice. That was fun. You're so old, weird, Harold. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> um. By the way, we didn't do any 37 people, did we? No. Can you think of one? Not off the top of my head. I can't either. I got nobody for 37. The number 37. I'd go to my little computer answer box, but I don't have one with me. Well, then I guess we're not doing it. That means we're not doing it? I see yours right there. Well, do you want me to go You know I can see you, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I thought this was an audio podcast. (laughs) I didn't know this was a video podcast. What the fuck? Jesus. Yes, I'd like I'd like you to look that up. Famous number thirty sevens, because I have not a single one springing to mind. I gotta I gotta clear out all this fat Albert. No, of course, of course you do. Why would you have anything else on your phone open? <laughs> you had to have all the characters there. You came, you saw, you kicked that new game's ass, Bill. We're gonna come with other folks oh, and gonna, other yeah, crews, yeah, yeah, we like are other cast. We are. If we're I gonna knew, do that. If I knew anything about the cast of Friends, we could do the Cheers like cast. Cheers you know a lot good. about the Cheers cast. That's one of my favorite all-time shows. All right, now I'm stuck in images, and I don't want to be. I, you know, you I don't have to be. talk us through it. We're we're good, dude. I want to be, you. but I can't see who these. <laughs> this people is are. so sad. <laughs> well, why, you guys, you started this it. This is you know how I always call him old and stuff. 
This is extraordinary because he does. He has the microphone and he's juggling that with his phone, and he can't really see okay. either too good. Okay, here we go. He almost spoke into his phone just now, <laughs> which I do sometimes. You do, by, well, you know, and you, you just did, in fact. All right, uh, I'm trying to find uh, the best player ever to wear. Jer- no, that's going to be too much. Best athletes by number. Any uh, one of those will get us an answer. I want one person. Click on a link. James Link? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Can anyone think of a name? Sean Alexander. How about Don Drysdale from the Dodgers? Donnie Drysdale from back in the day? Yeah. Doke Walker. I always like that Detroit name. Detroit Tiger. Who? Doke? Detroit, Detroit Lion. Doke Walker. D- Doke, D-O-K-E. D-O-A-K. Oh, D-O-A-K. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Don Drysdale actually, actually wore number 53, so he's off the list. <clears throat> Uh, God damn it! Are we going to get Casey to an episode Stengel? fifty-three? Casey Stengel, he's very popular. A hockey I've player heard that name bandied about. Eric Desjardins. Oh, he was very good. Yeah, can we just go with him? I mean, that doesn't seem There's like no a NBA players coming up here. Well, then you got to narrow the search to NBA players. I'll work on that now. You got to cover for me. Though. I mean, and you can cover for me without making fun of me. <laughs> that would be better. Does not compute. <laughs> Cannot do one. All right. Here's a basketball wiki. Oh, great. Is this true? Is what true? Players who wore news? number 37. Derek Fisher. F- Fish wore 37? Meta World Peace. Yeah, that I remember. And Nick Exel. Nick Van Exel. <laughs> Nick Van Exel? Well, it's Nick Van Exel week. <laughs> this week. He was. I loved Nick Van Exel. You did? Out of Cincinnati. There you go. Right? Didn't he go to Cincinnati? Was he there while you lived in Cincinnati? He might have been. Is that how you know? I don't know. Nicky Van Exel's? I love him though. I used to love watching him play. He, I, I mean, he was a Laker, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. Yeah, that wasn't his fault. Though. I have to hate him, but I always liked him. Good hard-nosed ball player. Yeah, a lot of skill. Like a, seemed like a fun guy. Nicky Van X. There you go. Welcome. Welcome to Thanks the show. Thanks for doing all that phoning, old man. <laughs> you're now you're like sniffling and wiping know, like, with that, pocket like tissues. Allergic to Google. Like if this, if you saw what I just saw on a park bench, you'd be like, ah, that old mudfoot. <laughs> Somebody, Look at that somebody old give, foot somebody down give there. him a nickel. <laughs> you look like a homeless person. <laughs> God damn it, I didn't know this was a video podcast. Um, just to me, buddy. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. All right, so you got anything else for this minute? I know you're dying to get to the next one. You know, I feel like we gave it the short shrift, but God damn it, there's 140 some odd minutes in this movie. Some of them are going to get the treatment. And your next one is probably like your all-time favorite. I, I mean... mean I'm really going to have to get emotionally prepared for that one. Well, we better get started doing that. I mean, I have time. (laughs) Right? I don't know. Well, the next, that's episode 38 will be the next episode. And boy, that starts with my favorite monologue Mm -hmm. in the world. One of the favorite, my my favorite lines from any play ever. The opening of this monologue? Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. It has a little nugget of truth in it, doesn't it? It does. It does too. Because all train compartments corn. have had a little nugget in them. Corn, corn nugget. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll be. Can't wait to talk about it. Looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. Looking forward to it. And not that this this whole phone booth Cosby thing wasn't was great. fantastic. <laughs> it's going to be someone's favorite minute. Let's put it that way. It may not be yours, but somebody might out there might what? be like, that was my favorite we minute ever. We can just ever. bump that up right now and it's not at all my favorite. Okay. It couldn't possibly be. Okay. <laughs> What's happening over there? Nothing, I'm good. Okay.
we're, All right. we're okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Then. That's the end. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.